0: Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Hey, so welcome, everybody, to the virtual speaking, your virtual business roadmap. Yes, today is all about building business, taking it to a new level. Now, this class is designed for, let's say, intermediate to seasoned speakers. But of course, as usual, everybody is welcome. The reason why we aimed it a little bit more seasoned is because. What we're going to be talking about today is building packages of products for your clients. And most of you who have been around the block a time or two have a lot of offerings that you can build into the packages. You can take advantage in the fullest way possible. So really, really happy to have you here. Let us go ahead and get started. Our roadmap, our agenda today is going to cover five major areas. Now we've only got an hour together. So we're going to do our best to cover those as best we can. Now question, did you all get the handout. If you scroll way back to the very top of the chat, you'll see it. But I think Monica's on the line and she will share it again. There is a handout. And if you're listening in later on or listening in on the podcast, go to speakerlauncher.com forward slash handout one. That's handout number one. And you will be able to grab the handout. And I think that will be very, very helpful. So step number one is going to be, we're going to audit all of the things that you have to offer. And then we're going to move into number two, and we're going to design a package that's perfect for you. And then we'll move into Lori Guest's sweet spot pricing. And that's where we're going to build out three options for your client. And number four We're going to develop our target audience, our hit list. Who are we going to put this out to? And then number five, as we always do here, we have a ready and fire process. We are going to fire it out and I'll share with you a few ideas on that. Okay. So we've got a lot to cover here today and we've got a lot of you on the line. I'm thrilled to see our numbers. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Now, one of the things I want you to be thinking about is whenever you're doing a webinar, whenever you're participating in a webinar, you always wanna know that the person giving the notes is someone who's credible. So here are just a few key pieces about me. I'll give you the the, the Coles Notes version, the Cliff Notes version, 30 years, 30 plus years. We're gonna stop at 30. We're never ever getting into the force. 30 plus years in the speaking business, First, as an agent for speakers, a lot of people took notice when we were doubling our businesses year after year with the three speakers that I represented at three different chunks of time. So over the first 15 years of my career, I was an agent. Then I worked six years under the roof of a speakers bureau. But for two of those years, I was actually the vice president in charge of exclusives managing their bestselling authors and, and celebrities and people like that. Great, great, amazing experience to kind of see it from the inside of Speakers Bureau. And then 15 plus years ago, I became a coach. And so all day, every day, this is what we think about over here at the Wealthy Speaker School. We think about how do we help speakers build their businesses? So I've written three books on the topic. Number four is on its way out. It's called Scaling Your Speaking Business, by the way, which is really a really big part of what we're talking about today. But the the book, if you're new to me, that you're want, gonna wanna pick up as a base is called The Wealthy Speaker 2.0. That's the bestseller. That's the one that will really help you of get to know who we are over here. And the third point in this is that we've been pivotal in helping thousands of speakers reach their dreams. That's literal. That's not me blowing smoke. So I want you to know that we sit and think about you all all the time, all day, every day. That's what we're over here doing. So let's just move right into the audit stage. So here's the big question for audit. What do you currently have or could develop easily that you could offer your clients? Now, I want you to kind of think about this. You might get some of it filled out on your form while we're on the call here, but we are going to move pretty quickly. So, maybe just get a starting point and then you can go back after we're done and fill in the blanks. Let me give you a few options here. So, keynotes at the moment, all virtual. Actually, workshops as well at the moment, all virtual. Coaching, consulting, books, you would write down anything, basically any product or service that you might be building into a package for a client. Our goal here, as Brooke Castillo says, is that we're selling beautiful, icy cold water to thirsty people with money. (laughs) Do you like that? I love that saying. You're selling water to thirsty people with money, and our goal is for your water to be as delicious looking as possible to these people and to find the right people who are indeed thirsty. So an example, of a client who has kind of come onto the scene recently with me, and you might have heard him on the podcast before. His name is Ozan Varl, and he is a rocket scientist. And so he has a process where he helps his clients really get from point A to point B. Point B being, it's called the moonshot method, going for some really, really large goal. Okay. So be thinking about what the big outcome is. You know, Ozan has got, let's do the moonshot method with you. And we're going to take you from where you are right now to where you'd like to go. He has got some ice cold water for clients who are thirsty and have money. So he's able to sell kind of big packages to people. Okay, so what do you currently have or could develop that you could offer your clients? Now, of course, the outcome is going to be this first top of mind piece. And, you know, I really didn't put on your handout. And if anybody doesn't have the handout, by the way, go to um, that link that you'll see in the chat box, handout one, speakerlauncher.com forward slash handout one, you can grab it. There really isn't a place on that. So I would just say on this very first page of audit, let's make sure that we're very, very clear on what the outcome is and what problem we want to be helping our clients solve. All right. Once we have made our list, then we want to design. And we want to base this on what's perfect for you. Your ideal package includes what? And I'm actually going to change this from that first list into a list that has a few more items on it, a few more delivery methods for the outcome. Okay, so we've got our keynote, virtual, at this point in time, workshop, all of these first few things are likely going to be virtual, deep dive Q&A session, and I would call these something so... For ozone, potentially, maybe it's the Moonshot deep dive Q&A. You could also offer an executive round table. So let's bring all the executives into the room and start brainstorming on what's going on. Keynote later live at the other end. So you're going to see a timeline here in a second, but at the other end, A live keynote could take place, and during that keynote, potentially, they could give away books. Maybe they distribute them all at the very beginning so that everybody can follow along the process in the book, and perhaps there's even a video follow-up series. I'm kind of blending two clients together now. Brittany Hodak, one of my amazing clients who speaks on uh, creating superfans, she actually... Has a video follow up series. One of her mortgage company clients said, Hey, we love what you did. Now, how do we keep that message alive? And so we wanted to make sure that we added a video follow up series to the list. Now, let me just check out the timeline here. All of this would be delivered in six months. Okay, the timeline to deliver the packages is six months, but this is your. These are your products to design. So if you think that six months isn't the right amount of time, then you know, go for eight, go for 12, go for three. It could be that you want to do two months and you're done. Like, this is really going to be yours to design in a way that is perfect for you. Now, Dave's saying that. You can't see any chat that happened before you joined. Yeah, that's why we have the handout, Dave. Just up one uh, link above you, you'll see speakerlauncher.com forward slash handout one. Yeah, I was mentioning to uh, Monica that we may need to put it in the chat several times. So let's talk about this, you guys. What are some things that maybe you want to offer that aren't on this list Or what are some things that might have spurred some thought for you? Tell me what what you are thinking about that might allow you to move to the next step. We're going to move into sweet spot pricing next. So let me know what the things might be that you could add to your list. So Vicky says... Online program delivered in small chunks. Love that. Oh, yes. Online cor- course is definitely an ad here for sure. Coaching for a group or an individual, Randall. Um, Valerie, workshops, wonderful. Karen, adding executive roundtables, adding video follow-up series. Beautiful. So you've gotten a couple of things. It might be Kieran. Apologies if I said that wrong. You've maybe adding a couple of things to your list. Uh, Valerie, adding coaching. Elon, retreats, podcasts with supporters, uh, masterminds ongoing. Yes, there's definitely more things, Brent, that can be added to these lists, subscription series, says Tom. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So once we have kind of all of the things that we may want to offer in our our ideal package, then we move over to sweet spot pricing. All right. So we have got three things here. Now, one of the things I want you to think about is that in each column, you're going to want to name them something. So I named column number one basic, but that's really a very basic price. And I want you to think about that first column as potentially if a client calls into your office Option number 1 is what they've asked you for which may just be some sort of transaction of hey could you come and do this virtual workshop on such and such a day and how much would it be that's going to be okay here's what, exactly what you've asked for in column 1 and then we're going to build out our packages from there to offer them some things so the goal is that you hop on the phone with the client And you say, yes, available for that date. Here's my fee. Great. Acceptable. Moving on to the next stage, which is tell me a little bit more about your business. Tell me about what's going on. Why are you having this meeting? And you're digging around. You're getting in there and digging around for the pain. You want to find out what the problems are and how you might be able to solve them beyond one transaction of a virtual talk to you know, such and such an audience on such and such a date, and then that's it. That's where the relationship ends. Some people, that's going to be all they want, and you're going to have it on this list in this way that's going to look really, really sweet Okay. So this might look in the form, by the way, of a proposal, a PowerPoint, a conversation where you walk them through it. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. You can put it on your website if you get really serious about it. Okay. So we've got our three programs and these are just names that I drew up, but they should be outcome oriented names. You should name everything. So for instance, back to Ozon, you know, his would be a One of these would be called, you know, the ultimate moonshot could be that third one, the transformation package. So we've got basic, accelerator, and transformation as the options, what's included in each package. Let's take a look. So that first one is simply going to be, you know, here's the title of the talk that you've asked for, and maybe there's a few things that you do on the way in the door and out of the door that are standard and so you would put them all on your package. But let's say we're moving them into your sweet spot. The middle one is typically the one that you really really want to do. We typically price that third line, you know, high because we you know, if anybody takes it, great, but it's not necessarily, the whole goal of having three options is that people tend to land on the middle package. And you've all seen that at uh, the various, you know, coffee shops and things like that, where they have three options. So what's included in the middle package is all the things that we just talked about. Keynote, workshop, deep dive, executive roundtable, keynote, live later on, a date, 2BD, and books. Okay. But as you'll see, I actually built the video follow-up series into the third package, the transformation package. So the third package has everything in the middle package, keynotes, two keynotes, really, workshop, deep dive, executive roundtable, and books, plus coaching. And maybe there's some sort of train the trainer in there Uh, video follow-up series, Brittany's idea, that could be something that you build into the transformation package. Now, now, here's the fun part. If anybody does um, sweet spot pricing in their business, could you let me know in the chat box right now? And and, um, I just want to ask you a question here very specifically. How often will someone take a look at the basic package and see the next package and the third package and pluck something off that list and bring. ask if you can do it. So, okay, I don't have the budget. Um, I'm going to stick with the basic package, but how much would it be if we just did the video follow-up series? Or, how much would it be if I threw 100 books in? And by the way, when you list books out in your packages, you want to say specifically how many books. So, Mia and Susan and Randall, have any clients, um, and Vicki, have any clients ever asked you to pull something from one of the packages? into another package is my question. And uh, yeah, Mia saying several times. I think books is definitely uh, game for that. And I love this video follow-up series being in the third row because I think it's something that could easily be plucked out of there and moved over into the other uh, pieces. Randall says, yes, the follow-up series is um, definitely asked for. Okay. So the sweet spot pricing idea finishes up with the pricing. So here's what, and I've just made up these numbers and... If there's anything that I think I see myself doing with my clients over and over and over again, it's building their clarity and therefore their confidence for asking for the fees that they deserve. So here's the first one, the basic. This is just for one virtual talk, $10,000. Then for the accelerator package, that's the middle package. That's our sweet spot, $30,000. And then we went up significantly to $50,000 for the transformational package. Now, back to the basic. On virtual pricing, and I've been saying this right since the beginning of COVID, my goal for my clients is that they're charging their local fee for virtual. Sometimes virtual ends up being more work. And I think that uh, a lot of people... Once they recognize that the clients aren't necessarily flinching, there is a perception out there. This kind of dives into the thought work that I've been doing for the last couple of years. There's a perception out there that virtual doesn't pay or that you're going to get pushback. And I would challenge that. I think that there is money indeed for virtual because in the beginning they probably didn't do it very well. They probably didn't hire experts, and they recognized that they uh, weren't getting the results that they needed. And so the budgets, I believe, have come around. Okay, so let's go to the Q and A box here. Uh, Karen, my issue is that clients ask for extra things after the deal is done for the basic tier and they want to add on things that could be in the middle tier or ultimate tier, but I'm not sure how to price it at that point. So you bring out your three part pricing when you're on the phone with them maybe you pull it up on a Zoom call say okay let's just go over this again so you'd like to move this over there this over there and i want you to have pricing in your mind for each of those things and don't give away the farm let's stand tall in our pricing things like a video follow up series there's some there's some concrete value for them that's going to help them for 6 months afterwards so really stand tall in your fees Susan says, when I have clients ask for extra stuff after the fact, I try to let them know it's actually more cost effective to upgrade to the package. Good one, Susan. I like that technique. That's awesome. Tom says, I seldom sell a basic offering. I'm with you, Tom. I have three packages when it comes to private coaching with me, and I have never ever sold the basic package. It's just, it's funny how. I've also never negotiated my fee. And that comes back to that whole mindset thing again. And it's just because it's not even an option. And therefore, our conversation doesn't make it an option. It's not in the back of my mind. Therefore, I don't think I'm transmitting it over to my clients. Tom says, always move up to the middle and off in the top. Love it. Uh, Mia, Priceless. Equals price list. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) How does this? Oh, Karen, very good. I very good question. How does this three-tier model work when working with agencies? So let's say you have a bureau booking or an agency booking. They've brought you a lead and you're going to hop on the phone with the client to secure the lead. To secure the business and close the deal. Okay. That's very typical, right? They'll put you on the phone with the client to help close the deal. And so I would probably give the client, the bureau a heads up that, Hey, we've quoted this amount, which is totally cool. I want you to know I have a package that's higher than that. Are you cool if I sell higher? Well, of course they are. They get a percentage. So then you will go in and close the middle package or whichever package. And Everybody is happy when a bureau makes more money because of you. Love, love, love it. The only thing you have to kind of take into account is, you know, whether or not there's anything that's hard cost to you involved in the packages. But when it comes to you know including a hundred books in the package, I don't think I would even worry about that. Okay. Uh, let's see, let's go back to. Um, so I think we answered that question. How does the three-tier uh, model work when working with agencies? L- Susan, I also put things in a non-basic package that I list as complimentary. Lovely. And this is when you, when you show them under the basic. I just put the real basics, the date and the talk. But when you show them all of the things that you'll do on any given day, you know, you're listing them out. You're actually showing them your value even more. And I love that. Brent, uh, what do you recommend on deposit, monthly, quarterly payments, or paid up front? Brent, I am always for getting paid up front, if at all possible. In a situation like this, let's say it's a $30,000 investment to be played. You could do a 50% at the beginning and a 50% at the end, but I would just go for 100% up front if you can manage that. I think that's ideal. Is getting paid up front. And remember to put that money into an escrow and make sure that you've played out the whole contract before you pull it into your working capital. That's something that we want to make sure that we're doing on all fronts. Uh, Karen says, thanks. I need to work more on communicating this with agents up front, like you said. Agents usually want to know the one price point early in the process. On the phone, I always try to figure out what the client needs what's actually possible to do there, but the agents don't always know how to upsell me for these extras. And and that is such a good point that you make. Don't ever count on someone else to sell you the way that you sell yourself. So the goal is for you to be the one communicating the packages to the clients because nobody else is going to sell this the way that you can. And I think that that's a really important point that you just brought up. Thank you. Uh, Bill, achieving outcomes usually involves more than the basic package. The key is understanding your value. Yes. Love it. All right. So let's move on to the hit list. Okay. So who are we going to take this out to? Who will I target for this offering? So, I was having this conversation with Annie, who's part of my inner circle mastermind, and she's just a rock star out there. And she has a new coaching offering. And so we're kind of brainstorming, okay, well, who are we going to offer this to? And um, we're talking about this industry, that industry based on who it's perfect for. And I said, well, tell me a little bit about your, your email list, your newsletter list how many people on that? And she says 17,000. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I think that might be our first stop. I think we're going to want to really look at your list first as your first resource for moving this new product out there. And so for you all, if you develop or um, maybe tweak your packages and you call them something different, you want to go back out to your warm list first. That's going to be where we start. So uh, of course, we're going to be thinking about who needs this, what you know, the outcome is. The question at the top is, who will I target for this offering? Remember to start at your warmest leads first. So we definitely want to start with past clients, anyone who already knows, likes, and trusts you and your beautiful, beautiful email list. That's your first starting point to say, hey, have this new program available and here's what it does. That's our goal. Now let's say that's not on the books for you or you've already exhausted that effort. We're going to maybe choose three target markets. Maybe it's real estate, maybe it's insurance, maybe it's bankers. Now you all in this Audience are kind of seasoned, intermediate to seasoned speakers. And so I'm going to recommend that you're taking this to like national associations because they're going to have the budget for your presentations and this package. Now, when it comes to selling this exact type of package, when we move out with an offer, we may just be pitching one virtual event first and the goal is that in that real estate audience in that insurance audience in that bankers audience you know 100 200 500 1000 companies are represented those are where you're probably going to be offering the big packages so just know that there is probably um i don't I don't expect that the American Bankers Association is necessarily going to go for that middle package. But hey, you never know, you guys. I mean, let is let's just let a rip here and see what happens because sometimes people can surprise you. And if you're working on an event and you show them the list of the other things, they may just cherry pick from the list and you'll build a better package with you know, a a national association. So that's kind of cool. All right. The most fun in my mind happens when you're out actually firing. Okay. So think about what your fire strategy is going to look like. What do you want that to be? First, maybe we're going to go out to our warm people. Maybe we connect with them by email, by phone calls. Maybe we are already connected to them on social media. So we're just reaching out with a particular message. Or maybe you're off of that now and you're moving on to your cold. What's your goal as per how many emails per week that you want to put out there? You've all heard me talk about Kendra Hall and how she started her business, sending out um, 600 emails a lot of them went out to american marketing association chapters and so she was out doing chapters she really really hustled with those first 600 emails and deciding how many emails ever you know that you're going to do on a consistent basis is a great way to put a big push behind what we're talking about The other thing that I'm seeing a lot of success in, of course, is LinkedIn. That's where a lot of the businesses are. That's where a lot of people are playing. So you could be very subtle in your approach on LinkedIn. Let's connect. Here's something free. You know, um, let me know if you'd ever, you know, this is what I do exactly. Let me know if you'd ever like to. Uh, get a discovery call going. I like to see people coming at things from different angles. And then all of a sudden they say, geez, I keep seeing that Bill Stanton guy everywhere I go. Like he's on LinkedIn. He's over here. He's doing this. Like that's your goal is to just be front and center and top of mind for them. Okay. So first we're going to start warm and we're going to work our way out. Next the check-in for the warm emails might be, hey, how's it going? You know, This is an interesting time we're living in. I think probably people have gotten a lot of those emails already. So try to be current with your opening line. And your goal is to find out what their needs are and see if you can't get them on the line for a discovery call. Again, it may be that you just pick up the phone and call them. That's a great option as well, but some of you may feel a little bit more comfortable with sending an email first. Hey, can we hop on the phone? I would love to see how things are going, what your needs are. Okay, so that's an option. Now, this is the cold one and a short and sweet email, introduce the topic, introduce you, a little bit of credibility, and one call to action. Your call to action might simply be Is this a fit? Is this something that you've got th- that you're thinking about? That's, you know, maybe all that you can do. The goal, though, in those first initial emails, short and sweet, we call them quick and dirty emails and uh, to the point with one CTA, one call to action. So, how long is too long for that? Um, so, we're still on. Hang on a second. Did I get this right? Oh, actually I did. I got this a little bit mixed up for you, Michael. So I think what you're asking is how long is too long for that initial email that you put out to people. And I would say like three very short paragraphs. If you're, you know, if you're not getting results from your emails, then change them. You've got to change them. We find an email that works and then we double down and we double down and until it doesn't work anymore and then we change it. And so this takes a lot of real discovery to be able to kind of walk through. Now, this second email uh, to your cold group might set up you know send out a testimonial from a sister organization or from their industry and that one may be the one that you're buying for the discovery call now inside our school we did a lesson where we brought in a master david avron to talk to us about how they did their bookings and he said that the second email got more response than the first email so isn't that interesting? Second email, more response than the first email. So let's go back to the Q&A box here. Talk to me about anything that might have worked in emails, um, anything that's unclear Sal is asking, what are you saying in your first email to your cold prospects? So that's the one that um, says cold right on, on your screen there. And it's introduce your topic, introduce yourself with credibility, And there's one call to action. Is this a fit? One question. Should we hop on? You could you could ask, you know, could we hop on a quick call? But just recognize that people kind of need to be warmed up a little bit. So if you've connected with them on LinkedIn and then you're reaching out on an email, it may be a process. It may be that you're, you know, they say it's like eight connections or I don't know what the number is anymore in sales, it takes a long time. And so don't be surprised if email number one doesn't get you a lot back. But if you're timely, if you're short and sweet in your message, and it's something that they really need right now, you know, I love it when you put something that is a current event in the opening statement in your email. I just read in the news that your company, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm writing because I specialize in this and I see that you have a need, okay? So anything that you can do to really juice it up is a beautiful thing. Oh, Michael, um, do you have a recommendation for the subject line that gets people to open the message? So this came from David Avron. If there's an event, that you're reaching out about then you want to put the event in the subject line so even if you were talking to a corporation and you knew that you know every year that they had a particular event you might mention that event you know with a question mark So anything that's about their stuff, they can't throw it away right away. And that is our goal, not to be thrown away. Okay. So the subject line, other than that, if you're just kind of reaching out, I would put in a provocative question in the subject line. You know, is your team doing something? Fill in the blank, question mark. This is a science, and there are a lot of people who study subject lines. I'm not necessarily one of them, but I will say that a really great subject line. Once you catch on to it, it's something that you want to keep using for a while. Um, we've got a question from uh, the Q and A box. What is the title of the typical buyer? So, Dave, that's going to be all over the place, and it's. Going to depend on if you're dealing with a national association, for instance, there is likely someone who is in charge of that meeting. They could be a at a VP level in the organization. It could be the executive director of the organization. It could be somebody who is just in charge of that particular meeting that doesn't have a big title. So you have to just kind of start doing your homework to see when you get... The beautiful thing when you're in a very kind of specific group of people in corporate. Let's say you speak to salespeople and sales is your target market. Well then it becomes very easy to just start with the VP of sales in a corporate setting. And I think, you know, you can always work with the gatekeeper there to start to build the relationship. And that can be an incredibly beautiful thing when you know, you're just kind of hanging out until the time is right. And then boom, you're there and you're ready to talk to the boss. So um, let's see if there's any other questions that you have. And then we are going to move into our wrap up here. Any other questions? Uh, Simon, do you recommend using a freebie on a cold email to build credibility First chapter of a book. Absolutely. You can try that and uh, offer them something for free. I think that's great. Here's an article that I just wrote. Here's a blog post that I just wrote. Here is a podcast that I was just on. You know, podcasts are really hot right now. And if you can show them a podcast topic that is kind of in line with their industry, then I think that would have a lot of weight, Simon. So uh, great question. Wendy, Says, what's your take on emails versus phone calls? Do you recommend phoning first to get the right contact, then maybe get them on the call, ask them if they, would, if they mind if we email them? I think a lot of people, tell me if this is correct in the um, chat box. I think a lot of people are pretty much starting out with email and then scheduling a discovery call kind of as quickly as possible you know, everybody's going to kind of find their way and it's going to depend on your market. So I, I think that uh, you'll have to take a look. Who's using what? Um, oh, uh, Dave had a good idea. A link to a recent video could also be good to include as it demonstrates your style as well. Love that. Is your recommendation for 50 emails a week include warm, cold, and LinkedIn? Wendy, it's totally up to you. You do what. Ever amount of outbound reach, and I'm not recommending 50, I'm just saying 50 is an option. You could do five, you could do 500. It's really going to be, you know, just remember think of this like a blank farmer's field, especially if you're just starting out. For those of you who've been doing this a while, you've got the client, the phone is probably ringing, and you've got lots of. Seeds planted already, and there may be some momentum built. But if you're brand new, look at it like a blank farmer's field, and you're just going to start planting, 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 planting seeds. And it's really up to you how much and how frequently you do this. Hey, Paul, great to see your name there. Um, You do email first and follow up, and then a phone call. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably start with email and then uh, move on from there. Okay, so let's just move along and we're going to summarize here. I'm, I'm gonna get to your question here in a second, Karen. When it comes to this roadmap, we really wanna be focused on what problems we are solving. We wanna take a look and audit what it is that we have. So let's just kind of clean out the closet, see what all we want to keep and um, start building a list from there of all the possibilities. Then we want to move into design. And that is really where we're going to start kind of designing that middle package for the sweet spot pricing model. What's perfect for you in that kind of primary offering. Then we're going to move into the sweet spot pricing. And I love nothing more than to hear reports that, oh my gosh, I just scored an $80,000 deal. Oh my gosh, I just put together a $30,000 contract, you know, a consulting gig, whatever it might be. I mean, there's all kinds of business going on out there. So I really, um, uh, thrilled to hear about people who are, you know, capturing their share of the pie there. Then we move on to the hit list. We get really clear on who we're going to move this out to. And remember, think about it like, you know, like a bullseye. The warm is where I think the most neglect takes place. For you all that I see, I recognize many, many of the names on this, uh, webinar today. And I'm wondering if any of you neglect your past clients, if there is an opportunity for you to circle back and really shake the trees and see what everybody is doing. For those of you who know Meredith Elliott Powell, originally when um, March 2020 hit, you know, she, like everybody else, kind of went through Her paces, but then very quickly she said she ran into the fire and she brought the hose and she started talking to her clients. What's going on? What do you need right now? And after all of these conversations, she ended up putting together consulting contracts. She did a ton of virtual speaking. at at fees, at good fees. And it will end up, I think that Meredith has her best year ever. And it's because she ran towards the fire. She really focused on the people who already knew, like, and trusted her. And I think that that's a really important piece here. So once you have your hit list in place, we definitely want to do the follow-through with the fire and make sure that we're starting warm and then working our way out to our target markets that are colder after and after. All right. So let's go over to our questions here. 2021 events, are you seeing clients close deals for 2021, virtual or in-person? It's a combination so far. And uh, there's lots of, of course, predictions out there. I can add my voice to the mix. I am very curious to see whether or not there is a budget glut at the end of 2020. Because if you don't use your budget, typically you don't get it for the following year. And so I'm wondering if we won't see a little bit of a flurry in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm not sure if I'm totally out to lunch on this idea. What I think we're going to probably see a lot of is the second half of 2021 will be where the live events, you know, we're starting to see more back to some set of normalcy. But there are, there are events going on right now. And um, I don't know, especially for those of you in the States, I don't know what's going to happen with that if we're, you know, everything's going to go on lockdown or what's going to happen. I don't think anybody can really predict that part. But I'm definitely seeing a combination. Simon says, make sure you have a clause in your contract in case your 2021 event gets canceled or changed to virtual. Yes. And I would say your clause is that it gets changed to virtual and that they have a credit for a virtual event if they don't use you. Like, let's get really aggressive and do what we want to see happen. Vicki, what about your mar- when your market is healthcare and they are busier than ever with slashed budgets so the question would be when their people are getting more and more burnout and their budgets are getting slashed is there a way for you to help them in a meaningful way that works i don't know what that looks like vicky maybe it means you know you're seeing um Divisions come together so that they can have something that will lift people up. What I do know is that people can only go so long with high stress situations before they're going to start see, to see burnout. And when it starts hitting them in the pocketbook, that's when they'll pay to start solving the problem. And so I would just be looking out at the future at what the problems are going to be. And, and we are going to see, you know, for those of you who did travel and hospitality, rough year for them. So you have to be creative and figure out a path uh, where you can help people Um, But at the same time, get paid. That's the goal. And we're all having to get really, really creative about that right now. Karen says I can share that November is very busy but I see a lot of clients going for longer holidays in December and I'm not sure if any deals will take place before 2021. And I do wonder as well if there won't be a build up of vacation, you know, be, that people will just leave at Thanksgiving and not come back until the new year. I could see that as being a possibility as well. But you know that the end of the year for those of you who have been around the block a time or two that the end of the years can sometimes Produce some business. And so it may be that people are working through their calendar in a way that they normally would, and we'll come back to you with some business. All right. So if anybody would like some help on developing out their virtual offerings, let me know. Reach out to me, jane at speakerlauncher.com. We can schedule a quick chat and see if one of our programs might be a fit for you. We have uh, two openings in our Inner Circle Mastermind, which is a year-long program. and The goal of our small group is for each of the speakers there to scale. Whether you move from 100 to 400K, 400 to 750, 750 and beyond, that's totally up to you what your goal is. But that's what we talk about. We meet a couple of times a month in the inner circle, and you do get some private coaching with me with that. So email me, jane at speakerlauncher.com. Tell me a little bit about your business, and we can schedule a call. Now, I'm going to stay on the line and answer questions with you for as long as you guys would like, but for the purpose of the recording, I would like to say thank you to those of you listening in later on. I hope um, that you have gotten some good ideas out of this. I hope that you'll go and download the handout, speakerlauncher.com forward slash handout one will get you access to the worksheet that we have gone through today. And with that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.